Hi, welcome to the Oh My Geekers podcast, where we geek out on anything and everything from Tolkien to autism. On today's episode, we have special guest Stacy. Stacy is a certified holistic nutrition consultant. She's also a wife, mother, homeschooling parent, skilled artisan, an aspiring homesteader with a couple of hobbies such as worshiping in her closet with her guitar or ukulele, as well as challenging herself in painting with watercolor. Sometimes she graciously shares her hobbies with the world on social media. Last but not least, Stacy is a passionate believer and follower of Jesus. Oh my geekers, she's pretty much a jack of or rather Jill of all trades. Today she's sharing some practical wisdom about the holistic lifestyle as well as how she herself discovered this valuable lifestyle. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. So, without further ado, introducing Stacy. Hi. Hi. So, I want you to uh, introduce yourself uh, to our listeners. Okay, I'm Stacy. <laughs> um, I am your cousin. Yes, I forgot to say uh, that. <laughs> Stacy, you know what? For our listeners, Stacy is my cousin, and Stacy is just so dear to my heart. So. Take off, Stacy. <laughs> I feel the same way. So um, I am a, uh, let's see, where do I start? I'm a homeschooling mom. I have a lot of interests. Um, one of those interests being nutrition. I have a backstory of how I, how I got to this, what, what I got to be like in, it's called holistic nutrition, but um, so I have a backstory. Okay. Um, I, on my own health journey. So about 13 years ago, I guess is when it started. Um, I was, I think about 20, late twenties, early thirties. And I was, uh, a total fitness freak, you know, working out all the time, but I was totally unhealthy. Otherwise I had terrible eating habits. I would stay out late. I was drinking and dabbling in drugs and smoking and spiritually completely dead. (laughs) So, um, you know, fast forward to a couple of years later, I met my husband, uh, we got married, I had found Jesus, um, and I became pregnant with my first child, my daughter. And so, like, there were all these changes that occurred, you know, um, I had kind of started becoming more interested in living this more natural lifestyle. And I don't really know, like, for sure, but I just kind of want to believe that it was a God thing, you know, that mm-hmm. I was unknowingly reacting to kind of this, my old toxic lifestyle that was really killing me. Um, and that I had, you know, this new purpose in my life, you know, being married, having a child, I had, I had things to live for. So I really just kind of felt like I was being feared to be more natural and less, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I just, I, I distinctly remember though, when, um, 
I, we had Ben and I had been, my husband and I had been married a couple years. Um, and Abby, my daughter was about nine months old and I was, um, I was researching. It was, this is when I found out what genetically modified organisms were, GMOs. Mm -hmm. So I had been researching uh, how to make my own spices. And that's when I stumbled across this article that was um, basically listing out all the things that are in store-bought spice. And I just, it like, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. It just blew my mind wide open and you like I was like oh there's a rabbit hole and I jumped in and <laughs> like I, I I stayed and lived in the rabbit hole for a few years and then I came out I was a holistic nutrition consultant <laughs> I mean it was just this, it was just it really was mind-blowing just learning um you know how deep this you know natural living goes you know and how how widespread it is and it was just really <laughs> kind of what so led me saying, to where I am. So, so you're saying that it was a bottle of spice <laughs> that opened your eyes? Yes. So wow. I was kind of, I mean, I had kind of, I was, you know, I caught my daughter was before I was pregnant. I went to these natural birthing classes and I had cloth diapered her, you know, at this point when I learned about GMOs, I was already making her baby food, but it wasn't because, um, I didn't know how, how, like I said, how deep the, you know, tox, to, the toxic load went, you know, I, I realized, you know, bleach was toxic or, you know, um, I didn't want to use that to clean around my child or, you know, that chlorine bleach was in diapers and, uh, you know, I wanted to cloth diapers. So there were these like kind of, you know, I had these natural, like more natural tendencies there where I wanted to you know, go those routes, but I didn't realize that it, how it was in our food and how it was like grown in our food. And it was just like, I don't know. It just, it really, um, cause I, I was eating all of these foods that were really bad, you know, at this point. And so that's kind of where, you know, I just really, like I said, it really was a rabbit hole. And I do feel like I lived in that rabbit hole for several years. Um, and it was in that time that I just, I just, I got so interested in holistic nutrition and in just in nutri nutrition in general that I, um, I went and got uh, certified as a holistic nutrition consultant. Um, so it, that's where, that's where it got me. <laughs> so holistic, um, the holistic lifestyle in a nutshell is, um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, is someone okay. who has uh basically uh had their eyes open to see that uh we live in a toxic environment whether that be um spiritually or physically and yeah. you're just transferring um all of your lifestyle over to um a newer lifestyle so it's not so much about fitness and dieting it's more a lifestyle where you you see you know what if i have a toxic relationship um, I need to mm -hmm. remove myself from that and surround myself right. with people that are, because I think I want to say people who live in toxic environments, um, are, are prone to, um, a lot of diseases, um, yeah. you know, like cancer, if, if they're angry all the time or mm -hmm. their stress levels are high, <clears throat> it causes them 
you know, a lot of, we all know <laughs> that it causes, stress causes, you know, diseases. Right. So, um, yeah. So basically what holistic nutrition is, it's a philosophy that our health is really like an expression of several factors of our whole being. So kind of like what you're saying. So you they they're viewing like holistic nutrition for lack of a better word let's just say holistic nutritionist i don't even know if that's a real thing but oh my gosh um yeah they're they're viewing health and healing from a whole person perspective so you're Mm -hmm. considering things like the physical chemical emotional mental um spiritual as well as well as environmental Um, and so what what they do is they take that philosophical approach with each client that they that that person is a unique individual. So there's no two like, for instance, there's no two um, diet plans for each person because everybody has different factors that are affecting them in their life. Or there's no two fitness regimens. One person might have autoimmune disease who's um, triggered by rigorous working out where another person may not have that same problem and they can you're tolerate. Kind of cutting, you're kind of cutting out. I'm not oh, sure. I'm, can you hear me okay? Is that better? That's a lot better. I don't hear the crackling much anymore. Yeah, so I was just kind of saying where um, the holistic nutrition, like professionals, what they do is they'll take that, you know, the, that appro- that philosophical approach with like each of their clients and they – um, they look at each person as a unique individual. So they don't, like I was saying, you you don't want to give somebody with an autoimmune disease uh, a rigorous uh, fitness regimen because it might trigger their, they might have a flare-up because of that fitness activity, where somebody who doesn't have an autoimmune disease wouldn't, would be able to tolerate um, a more, uh, like a, a harder you know, like a, what is it called? A interval workout, you know, where they're, it's harder. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how they do that whole person. And and really what you're doing as a, as a holistic nutrition consultant, your, your, your biggest tool is education. And so I'm using education to kind of empower the person I'm helping to, um, in their health recovery process. And, and we are working together towards their optimal health. So it's kind of like, you know, there's different, so you have like dietitians and nutritionists, which are licensed to counsel people on nutrition issues. You know, these are the people that work there. I mean, they're educated in like, uh, the use of food and, and, uh, nutrition and how to promote health and manage their diseases. Right. But, Mostly you're going to find them in working with doctors or in hospitals, and they're more of a traditional medicine kind of route. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And then you have like health coaches who are more like mentors, um, and they're there to really encourage people and guide people. Just, I think, just building overall healthier habits. So then that's kind of like, and then with the holistic nutrition consultants or even just holistic nutrition professionals, um, they're they're taking all of it into consideration and they're using all of the things to try to maybe um, create meals that are more specific for that person that would be more beneficial to them, not necessarily 
this, like I, I wouldn't no two people are the same. So no two diet plans would really be the same or no two, really like mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we all have different things going on. So it's really, that's what really got me super interested in, in that particular um, area of nutrition is that it was, and again, spiritual, you know, if like you were saying, if you're around toxic people, you know, you're going to be stress overload and you're going to have, you know, that just shuts your whole body down. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just an interesting, uh, it's, it's, and it's alternative. So that's kind of where, you know, your dietitians and nutritionists are, you know, college educated. Um, and also all the health coaches could be college educated and so could holistic nutrition consultants, but it's just more of a, um, you got like mainstream, uh, mainstream, uh, nutritionists, and then you've kind of got your more alternative area. So how beneficial is it for someone to, um, to, to contact someone for help, um, as opposed to just, uh, jumping on some sort of, uh, nutritional bandwagon, uh, say for, example keto diet or vegan diet yeah I mean I I personally think that each person who has a health issue I 100% think that you should seek uh find out what's going on you know I as a nutritional as a nutrition person we don't have I don't have the means to know what your blood work is going to look like you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. what I I guess what it would I would encourage people to go to a doctor and find out what's going on and then come to me and I could be that tool to help you manage that new way of living that is that makes, really no that makes perfect sense because so, um, yeah. doctors typically won't give you the new uh, I shouldn't say doctors um, that's a blanketed statement but I would say practitioners general practitioners are used to practicing medicine and you know they can give you they have the the tools to give you blood tests and all that um right but it's more important to uh work with your doctor on um a diet plan but as far as that goes they most of them don't have they're not dietitians they're just right practitioners so you're saying Go to your doctor, uh, find out, you know, what is causing your body to go through whatever it's going through, through blood tests and whatnot. And then once you get that information, um, seek further help in getting on a a healthy lifestyle um, that is just perfect for your plan. And uh, to take those steps seems to take that step in general is mm-hmm. is overwhelming to, to begin with. yeah and yeah. so how would you encourage first of all has there any ever been a success story that you know of or that you have personally um worked with um that has helped them and what how did they overcome their fear of taking the step of diet change because when you when you change your your whole entire lifestyle and you say I want to live like this the rest of my life, it, it is a commitment and it does take yeah. a lot of you know it, it's we we're not supposed to have a spirit of fear, um, no. and but we have to see that our bodies 
our uh, God's temple, and we can't um, just keep putting in all this toxic junk and think that we're going to live forever. <laughs> so how would you encourage someone, especially now that I'm in my 40s, I'm starting to feel it for sure. Um, I'll just say for myself, I, I've tried to take that step several times. So I want to know, you know, for someone like me, uh, how would I take that step? And has there been any success stories that you could encourage yeah. someone like me with? Well, I mean, I, first of all, it, it, I will say it is hard to be healthy <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because our world we live in has made made it so very convenient to be unhealthy. You know, we're, we are overworked, we're stressed, we're tired. I mean, you can drive through fast food at any given time of the day for breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know, you can come home and uh, pop something in the microwave and have food ready in minutes instead of taking the time to plan and prepare your food, you know, with whole real foods that you're chopping and sauteing and baking and whatnot. Um, you know, and the same goes for the fitness side, you know, we are inundated with media and activities that like they're all it does is promote sedentary lifestyles and, you know, like binge watching Netflix or whatever, you know, and, you know, and all of it, it's just it just consumes our time and we just get so comfortable and so used to like you know this is part of our lives and these habits and it just makes it that much harder to like make the time to like the 30 minutes or the hour you know to go for a walk or ride a bike or whatever it is you know and so um I think really the hardest part um for all of us myself included you know is just to believe you know like well convincing yourself you know that and believe in this like this idea you know that this is this health idea because the world is really pushing the opposite <laughs> you know it's, so, it's, it's and, so confusing the way and, the know, world pushes it <laughs> yeah and going to what you were saying you know I I do believe you know we are created in God's image and it is such a beautiful thing um, you know, he's given us these bodies and we can choose to honor them and, and probably, um, have a better quality of life, or, you know, we can choose to not honor them and we, you know, we will, we might have health struggles, but, you know, you're right. The word, it says we are the temple of the Holy spirit. And, you know, that really means something, you know, and, um, I mean, I'm not saying that we can control everything, you know, to do with our health, because I think that's where we start to play God, you know, but, oh, yeah we can just do the best we can with what we have. And, you know, it, it would be better than not trying at all or not, yeah. you know. So, so uh, would you say, you know, maybe taking baby steps. So maybe someone has a habit of being sedentary. What would be, be a step to change that routine and how would a person feel, you know, doing, doing that in life? Cause sometimes you feel like all odds are against you when right. you are, let's say you're a single mom and you're working, you know, uh, 12 hour days, you come right. home, you're tired, your stress levels are through the roof. You're raising, you know, kids by yourself. You're having to go, you know, to fast food, you know, what would be a simple change that would help someone? And, and if they, I feel if they could take one step, forward uh -huh. that's a step of faith into 
the into an entire lifestyle not like you said not something that you're like obsessed with but something that you feel is going to at least help you get out of the rut of having a toxic lifestyle well I think just with everything you know anything really it starts again I said this before it starts with um I think I said it's convincing yourself well I think it starts with a mind change, you know, you have to kind of change the way you think. So you're, you got to look at this as like, you know, you're, you're, you're investing in in yourself. You know, I kind of joke with my husband and I say, you know, are we going to be on our, you know, our last breath going, man, that pizza that I had 10 years ago was so good. You know, or, you know, Mm -hmm. do we sit here on our, in our desk, in our last days, you know, thinking about all these, you know, delicious foods we had or these wonderful shows we used to watch or I think everybody can agree that in the end, we're really wanting more time, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, so, I mean, while we have it and while we're here, I think if we look at it, like, how can I have a better quality of life and how can, and, you know, really change the way we think about it. I think it would start to make, you know, it would start to become more valuable. Your, your health would become more valuable. Your family, the people around you are who you're going to want to be around, you know, like just, it starts to change a lot about it. And I think when you make small changes, instead of going like, wow, okay. You know, you see, uh, you see people on TV or, and, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, they look amazing. Or, you know, they make it look easy, you know, okay, let's get real here. These people on TV have personal chefs, they have personal trainers. It's, it's very unreal. And they also are getting injected. And I'm not, I'm not judging anyone who has uh, <laughs> any of these things. Cause if mm-hmm. I could have it, I would. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I know. I would too. I'm just saying, you know, we're, we're, we're really deceived into believing how it's, it is, it should be easy and it's not. So you, you've got, you're right. Take a baby step. So um, if it means you go for a 10 minute walk, then you go for a 10 minute walk and you got to start somewhere and you just keep it. That's just make it part of your day. I think that a COVID pretty much brought out the worst in a lot of us, because for me, I got very uh, chubby, very lazy, Um, I threw everything out the window because I felt trapped in my house. I felt like I couldn't get out and, you know, breathe the fresh air. And, Mm -hmm. and I was like, very, um, you know, I, I was like, well, I need to go get my, um, COVID munchies and Mm kind of just throw on Netflix, which I got rid of. And I just thought, you know, now I'm trying to crawl out of this, you know, Mm -hmm. hole Uh, rut that I've been in for the last four months and you know and then the smoke in California had made it even worse so even going outside it's very unhealthy uh, weather right now so to take a walk you're you're pretty much breathing in just smoke so it's been kind of a really rough year. 2020 is that year that everyone's like <laughs> dreading, um, like what's going to happen now. But I do know that, you know, um, something that I struggle with and I just I'm going to say it is, you know, uh, fear of eating. So yeah. and, and I think that's so unhealthy. And I know 
you know, it's a psychological thing on my part because yeah. I'm wondering what should I eat because I'm very uneducated about my body. And a lot of, you know, the doctors that I've been to, they can't seem to ever get my blood tests correct. And I know it's going to take um, a little bit of investment on my part to probably get the proper testing um, and the proper, you know, uh, blood panels. But once I feel like once I have all the information of what's going on with my body, I could actually take steps to um, to eat the way God created my me to eat. So for me, I struggle with hypothyroid. I also show, and I haven't even been tested for that. But I have yeah. since we have the internet, I have the information that this is what my body is going through. I also have auto two autoimmune diseases. One has been. Um, uh, it took years for me to actually finally get a diagnosis when I told so many doctors, I have endometriosis, I know I do, I researched it, this is what keeps coming up, and they would be like, you're crazy, you need psychological help and some counseling, and it wasn't until I had a uh, chocolate cyst the size of a, you know, a grapefruit ready to burst inside me, and I had to get an emergency uh, C-section, um, and and I was uh, partially thrown into um, uh, what do you call that uh, when they take out <laughs> they took out one my right ovary and everything and so um, oh, yeah but I had two kids after that which is amazing <laughs> um, but yeah that is but but. I've had these autoimmune diseases ever since I was a teenager, didn't know it. We didn't have the internet back then to even research anything. But now, you know, that I have a full hysterectomy and I'm in menopause when I'm not even, shouldn't even be there yet. Um, you know, all my hair is falling out and there's all these different things going on with me. And then I go to the, the doctors and they always say, Oh, you're fine. Everything's great. And it's like, well, then why is my hair falling out? Why am I screaming at my husband? And why are, as does every noise annoy my ear, earbud drums? <laughs> so, yeah. and, and it, and it's sad because there's a lot of women walking around like that. They're walking around, not even knowing that they, they can be healed. And I feel trapped. And so I think for me, um, and this is why I'm really glad we're having this conversation because I know there's other people out there going through what I'm going through. And I think some of the information that we're sharing um, is important for them. And it's going to be a testimony, you know, when, when God heals me and I'm able to function the way God intended me to function, even in my uh, latter days, I should say. In my 40s, it's supposed to be mid, right? But I feel like I'm yeah. already 80. So um, what would you say, you know, to a person who, who, who knows kind of what's going on with their body, but they, they just, you know, they need a way out. They need to feel like, you know, God is there for them. How would you in encourage someone out there? Because for me, I feel... You know, it's hard to get into the kitchen. I have every excuse in the book, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's hard to get in the kitchen when it's 100 degrees over here and cut things up and put the, you know, um, the, the bake, the, anything in the kitchen, baking is sweating. And, you know, you have, you know, different children with different health needs. So even if I did vegan, 
my daughter is allergic to most vegan foods. Um, yeah. Like all the nuts and stuff. If I did, um, you know, paleo, uh, uh, since I have a lot of um, different um, health issues with um, sugars because of candida over overgrowth, um, a lot of the way uh, paleo is put puts me in into a box. So it is so very complex and so overwhelming that people just give up and they say, you know what, might as well die <laughs> eating a pizza. So then, and, and that's not really what we want. That is not, especially when you see someone exercising and they look so good and you're like, man, you know, I know this pizza tastes good, but they look good. <laughs> so, you know. Um, you know, I, I just really think that the first and foremost coming from a, um, a, spiritual perspective, you know, that, you know, first to give yourself grace, because again, it's, we're living in a world that's against us. Mm -hmm. Um, We, God is, God's life, he gives us life and he has blessed us with a life and there is meaning and, you know, and there's purpose for each person on this earth, you know, and, um, you know, like I mentioned before, the world is, against that you know Mm -hmm. there's nothing but you know I'll I'll say it sin that's trying to (laughs) trying to Mm -hmm. uh take away that life that we have you know and so Mm -hmm. um where I think we know that uh we've been all around long enough uh to know that drive-through is not good Mm -hmm. soda is not good smoking's not good and these are like pretty pretty obvious things right Mm -hmm. Uh, we have you know all of these things are going to contribute to poor health sitting on the couch not getting up and doing something is bad for you know it's not it's not good for you I shouldn't say it's bad for you but it's not good for you Mm -hmm. and so I think it's just you know um, it's easy to get discouraged because it you're right you see somebody that it looks effortless for some people. And it could just be that they were, you know, their family doesn't struggle with obesity or, um, you know, they just have good genes. They don't get wrinkles or they don't get, you know, all those things. But I think it's just giving ourselves grace first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and then really just understanding the, like what God intended for our lives. You know, I look back at the Bible um, and the Old Testament and early Old Testament. And I mean, these guys were living like 900 years, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think I, I, I really want to believe that God intended us before sin to live forever, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I really, so, I mean, if we know that these things are, are sin is death, you know, is causing us to die faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, I'm not saying we're going to go live no 900 years right now. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think that we can, we can maximize with, you know, within our own, I think we have a certain amount of wisdom mm-hmm. that he's given us and we mm-hmm. should be using these things to, you know, like, let's say, um, you know, you have the MTHFR gene. Um, so it, that gene can, I guess, what, mutate. But I think that there's things that trigger these um, mutations. So, you know, oh. if let's say you have this, the MTHFR 
gene mutation or any, you know, you could be predisposed to having cancer, right? You have this, you can't really get rid of it, but you have it. But let's say, you know, I have the gene and I don't work out. I, uh, or I don't, I'm not physically active. I eat fast food every day. I drink soda. I smoke. I drink. I do all of these things. Chances are, I mean, maybe, maybe I get cancer at like 30 years old or 40 years old, but let's say I have that same gene and I, I, I take into consideration, you know, wow. Okay. Well, I could change the way I eat. I can be physically active. I can stop smoking, stop drinking. I might not get that cancer till I'm like 75 years old. So I think for, for, you know, just, we can't do, we can't be perfect. We can't, we can't do it all, but we can do, like I said before, we can do uh, what we can, we can do our best and we, with what we have. So if, Mm -hmm. if all you have is this, like you brought up the single mother who works 12 hour shift, uh, whatever, you know, she, if, if the best you can do is um, dancing to one song or a day, I don't know, Mm-hmm. do something you know you you i think it's easy for us to make the the excuses um mm-hmm. i do it all the time i i will be right i'm raising my hand right now i haven't i haven't worked out in many months mm-hmm. um it's hard you you get yourself in these in these ruts but i do know that i can control other you know what i put into my body if i'm not giving my making the time to work out i can certainly control what I put into my body. I can make a mm-hmm. choice of putting something bad or good into my body. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I just really think it's, it's easy to get stuck in, you know, oh, well, I, like I understand the COVID thing completely because I think that was more uh, just as much a psychological uh, hit on our health, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody is like, whoa, what are we doing? What's going on? We don't know what's coming out of this. And it was really discouraging. Um, and when you really can't go anywhere, it really made it hard to first, like Ben, my husband, it was uh, an Ironman, in Ironman training and it stopped. And so he was just like, well, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it kind of threw, really threw off all of our, it was kind of bittersweet because on one hand at the beginning of COVID, um, we, it was almost like an opportunity to get rid of the, you know, everything out of our life that was kind of um, bogging us down, you know, that yeah. the rat race part of the life. It, it was almost like yeah. it was an opportunity to uh, readjust what what we needed and what we didn't need as far as our calendars go. Uh, but towards the end, I think we went from one extreme to the other where it's like, okay, we're done now. It's time that um, we yeah. get out of, now that we've had time to sit and, and think. Um, and I, I'm just going to be the first one to admit, I think I really took advantage of that COVID time where I could have, you know, really... Uh, learned more about the Lord and connected co- closer to him and uh, readjust. I did readjust my scheduling. Um, that was a big eye opener for me because I was putting too much on my plate and I was, uh, you know, going too many places 
and it just was becoming very um, overwhelming. And I don't think that was good for me because I didn't have time to really cook in the kitchen and whatnot. Um, as far as um, as as far as going to the opposite extreme, now it's it's more uh, you know, listening to too much of the news and too much politics. I really think politics, it brings a lot of fear and it's, and it spikes up your, I think, cortisone levels. And, um, what does it do? Tell me. (laughs) I'm just, well, I'm just saying this is all part of, part of a holistic approach to, um, to your health. So, we've been talking a lot about diet and exercise, but there, yeah, you, you have so, I think now is such a unique um, time that has, you know, never been before, you know, we have, it's just constant. uh, We're constantly being pulled in many Mm -hmm. directions. Mm -hmm. Health, fitness is one. There's, you know, politics is another. Um, You have, so many where think about, you know, 20 years, 20 years ago, I don't know, 25 years ago when email was really the only thing you had to check. Now it's like, you've got your Facebook, your Instagram, you know, if you have Twitter, if you have all these platforms that it's, you're just, Zoom. it's constant. And you're, you're really, there's a very interesting documentary. I, uh, that's on, it's called, I think it's called, I don't even know what it's called. Oh my gosh. Um, this it's about social media but it's really really interesting um but we are we are spiritually uh in in our and like you said with the fire i mean there's environmental i mean there's all these things that it's you have to consider with your health you Mm -hmm. can choose just like you can choose to eat a donut you can choose to turn off your tv and not not fill your yourself with things that are just going to stress you out because that's just going to affect your health too. Or make you angry. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. yeah. Worrying or a lot of these emotions that, um, cause emotional um, emotions are part of your health. I mean, these are things that all contribute to your well being. you know, mm-hmm. if you're, um, so I, I think it's just when you, I think you can start to kind of, um, when you get into the he- trying to be healthy, um, this might help with the last question you had. But when you start to get into the healthy kind of realm, you know, I want to I want to live healthier. It can sometimes become an idol, mm-hmm. and you know, you can sit there and strive to be so you know physically fit, and you know, or all you want to do is you know, I'm just going to eat organic food, or you know, or I'm you know, just all the things, and it's it starts to consume your life. And then now you're just really not, there's no freedom in that. You're living in but, fear too on top of that. Cause you're afraid you're going to yeah. die. And, right. And if someone you know sneezes what? on you, you can, you can live It's You can live so healthy and go get hit by a bus. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you just, you just, I think what it really comes down to is what my thought on it, because it is kind of, um, you can kind of get into the new age with a lot of this kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. I really try to stay grounded in Christ with that, where I, how, where I'm, where I come from, I've been created and I want to honor, ultimately want to honor um, the gift of my life and that God has given me. And I want to share that with people and encourage them to view their life the same that, um, we're not perfect and we are not in control, but what we can do is 
as we can honor what we what he's given us and we can take care of ourselves with what we know and with the tools we have we have access to free information that um can help us understand okay well maybe i have like let's say i have diabetes well i know i shouldn't be eating these things or maybe i should start this type of exercise you know we have access to so much information that we can use that for good and we can use it to kind of help us um take care of ourselves and i'm not saying that like i said we we we're not in control but we can certainly um live our lives uh honoring god and 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 really um just i think giving ourselves a better quality of life if we take care of ourselves and i think that goes like we were saying that goes for what we put into our eyes our ears what we put into our mouths and what like what we surround ourselves with you know and and mm-hmm. encouraging that kind of um uh, lead, leads me to a question you know where do you find um support groups or do you know of you know um speaking of social media is there a social media platform that you would encourage someone to follow um or a some some somewhere where they could feel you know what, I need to take a step and surround myself around um, this information that's not overwhelming, but yet it's it's just enough to help me get on a good on a good um, track. I mean, I it's so tricky with social media because it is such a um, and I'm sorry if this offends, but um, it is a very narcissistic uh, <laughs> um platform you know mm-hmm. like instagram and even you know so it's i i obviously we, i mean and it's people's businesses too so they're gonna, it gonna well, I mean, it's, it's a necessity i think yeah. but it does get turned into a, and i i i have likes and dislikes with following people um on their social media for encouragement with oh, that kind of okay. because it can really it can really mess with your um i don't know i i this is a another topic. I don't, <laughs> but no, I just I think that you can find you can certainly there are really good accounts out there that you can look up. I would say, um, I would say, I wouldn't try to find somebody that um, that is a, a celebrity for this mm-hmm. kind of encouragement because it's very. I don't know. I just personally don't believe that it's it's real. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a real account of you know, it's their not, real life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and then, um, I, I just think there's that, always a story behind the scene. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of, there is a lot of, yes, there are a lot of influencers and a lot of people who have struggled with, let's say weight loss and mm-hmm. maybe, um, people who have, who are on fitness journeys and there are lots, I mean, I mean, there's tons of testimonies. I mean, even just, I think we all know uh, people out there that have have a story, you know, they have a testimony where they gave up sugar, gluten, you know, or any of alcohol or anything like that. And they've had tremendous health improvements. I mean, I we all probably know somebody that, that like, you know, and so there is a ton of people. Would you say maybe just find um, a hashtag and just start (laughs) or would you say it would be better if somebody 
um, just joined a prayer group from their church and said, you know what, I don't know which way to go. Um, and just start by praying and asking the Lord to um, send them down, you know, all the open doors where, because Satan doesn't, he's he's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can find, I think connecting with people, like real people, is ideal because mm -hmm. you're seeing somebody possibly struggling even through something that you might be or you know it's just different instead of this like facade of you know where somebody may have lost a bunch of weight but really they're only giving you're only seeing what they give you you know what I mean and mm -hmm. there's there's no true real real way to discern if that's if that's totally truthful or not like maybe they what took, their motive was yeah maybe they took diet supplements or mm -hmm. maybe they took uh or maybe they got liposuction or maybe they, mm -hmm. they're getting you know something you don't know and it's real easy for people to deceive that you know or manipulate like their health journey mm -hmm. and so um i just really think that if you struggle with with food um mm -hmm. you can easily find people in your area that um, you can a health coach or a dietitian or a nutritionist or a holistic uh, holistic nutrition consultant. Um, these people can go with you to the grocery store. They can teach you how to read food labels. They can teach you how to meal plan, and it really empowers you to go like, "Wow, okay, it's not going to be perfect, but mm -hmm. maybe at least four days a week I can do." something at home and I can make my own food or in it, it just really, you got to start with something or maybe it's like, you know, you really don't know how to start working out. I remember before um, when I was in my mid twenties, I had really wasn't working out at all. I wasn't, I was totally just trying to live in more of the party life. And I started just, I just decided I want to work out, but I felt uncomfortable going to the gym. So mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I just decided I'm going to start running and I just would go run, you know, I didn't need a gym. And then when I got more comfortable and confident, you know, with myself, I was like, well, I kind of want to branch out and see what else there is to do here. So I joined a gym, but it kind of took me that first, um, but I also had friends that would run with me or, you know, it wasn't like I, I had like. So I don't know. I think if you can find people, um, whether it's friends or family or for me, it would be the kids because yeah. the, the funny part about the kids is is that um, exercising is so foreign in our house that when I do it one day, I got on the floor and I was like, I need to do some sit ups. I just need to do some sit ups. So I started doing some sit ups, and the kids walked in and they all looked at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears. They were like, What the heck is mom doing? And I just started busting up because I was like, Haven't you ever seen anyone exercise before? Yeah, it's, I just, I, yeah, I think that it just takes a little, I mean, I finally got us to get out of the house and walk the dogs around the block, which is yeah. such a great feeling. You know, it really is just around the block, just once with the dogs. You know, I look at everybody's and yards and I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, and we get to talk. I just kind of, I, I, I got to, you know, mention this because it's one of these things that I, you know, I, I, 
I used to run a lot when I was in my 20s and my 30s. And um, I I would just go run. I would just go out and run. And, you know, more recently, like in the last probably four years, I got a smartwatch. And, oh, my gosh, those things are great, right? So <laughs> I would go and – but then it was like, gosh, I just felt so – chained to that thing mm-hmm. telling me how far I was running telling you know it was just so controlled and I just um I really appreciated I would tell my husband I I'm so sick of this watch you know telling me my heart rate telling me my distance telling me how fast I'm going because I really wanted to go faster and I was like getting frustrated that I couldn't and um but I was looking back at I'm like I just appreciated that simpler time when I would just go outside and go for a run. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Doing something active can be walking your dog every day or going outside. It's just really getting yourself to start moving. Mm-hmm. And it, you can start to really, maybe one day you're like, wow, I just want to see how how far I can run. I, I um, Lately, I've been... If I feel trapped and I and I can't exercise, I'll go in the garage and rearrange the garage. And by the time I'm done, about an hour or two, I'll be sweating. And I'll go in the bathroom and I'll feel like, oh my goodness, I feel like I just ran a mile. And I take my shower. And after my shower, okay, so tell me if this is okay or not. Usually, people do dry brushing before their shower, um, yeah. and I got a dry brush, and it, oh my gosh, it feels like I'm like cutting my skin with needles. I hate it. Um, <laughs> so what I use is a towel. So I take a towel after I get out of the shower, and I actually rub my skin upward toward my heart, and I feel like I get more dead skin, I know it's so gross talking about this, that comes off of my body than if I was just a quickly dry brush. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but I, I usually do that in it. And when well, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, for people who don't know what the, I mean, that's your skin is the biggest organ of your body. So to keep it, you know, keep it renewed and, you know, dry brushing removes the dead skin cells. It promotes circulation and it, all these things, to, you know, which are really helpful. And, um, to your body and so uh you are you are supposed to dry brush before but also you could loofah in the shower do you have like a you could get one of those um they have the loofah gloves um I think any exfoliation is great for your skin um mm-hmm. but, but I think the the point of the dry brushing is is for the circulation and and I, it's also I don't know. There's something about that dry skin. I don't know. Maybe it's not as messy. I don't know. But uh, no, I mean, I think any form of exfoliation is really good for your body, you know, your skin. And so that's a, that's a, even taking a towel to your skin is, is good. You know, getting it kind of, I have a glove that I use. Um, I don't have a lot of time. I did have a, a dry, a dry brush, dry skin mm-hmm. brush, uh, but I do use an exfoliating glove now. And that to me just is quick in the shower. I'm able to slough off because I will feel when my skin needs it. Um, my, my back or my, you know, just certain areas where you don't quite reach the same every time, you know, I, I notice a difference after that. I do mm. need to exfoliate, you know? And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. I'm finally starting in my 40s to actually take care of my skin for the first time. I didn't think of doing it in my 20s or my 30s. I don't even think that there was anything out there that was, you know, uh, that I could even educate myself to think, oh, wow, you should probably be, you know, putting oil on your skin and all that. You know, now I'm, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I think like better late than never right <laughs> right oh but, now I'm like really can't I mean I have well, no choice <laughs> you know we spend a lot of money on beauty products and mm-hmm. all these things and more more chemical load on our body and mm-hmm. um, which could be hormone disruptors and all of you know um I really if I found personally if you drink water you know um drink water and even when you this is where the fitness comes in sweating um getting your just there's so many different things that affect your skin you know and but um definitely water intake is a really huge one making sure you're getting enough fluid we know coffee is a diuretic so it's um it's not bad for you but it's in in moderation but it can you know, can be counterproductive, I guess. For me, it's, that's my um, my downfall right now is um, I've kind of gotten addicted to coffee, and I would more I would rather have more coffee during the day than water, and I have to get out of this rut. And so, what I usually put in place of the coffee, I had coffee this morning. I was like, I just gotta have coffee. I'm so tired, but yeah. Um, during the week, um, I usually, uh, try to have, um, matcha. So I get my matcha and, um, I make it into something. Now I think having the milk has kind of been something that, um, has been affecting me because I don't know why milk milk affects me. Um, so I have to replace it with something. (laughs) Milk is a, milk is very interesting. So I, you were asking actually earlier, I don't think I touched on this, but, uh, about a success kind of story um somebody that has benefited from changing kind of their lifestyle or whatever but i this is reminding me um with dairy uh it's very interesting so my husband this was back when i went into the rabbit hole um (laughs) (laughs) um, during that time so i i kind of after learning about gmos and everything i i started to uh, eat on a modified paleo type diet and I had been eating that way for uh, about two months and my husband was completely not eating that way he was like oh I'm not you know he was not um at all he was definitely he was not on board <laughs> he was refined carbohydrates drinking beer um he was actually for someone who was in before I met him was an athlete he was at this point was not active didn't Mm -hmm. really have a lot of energy in fact we would go on runs and this is where the dairy comes in we would go on runs occasionally and he would wheeze when he would run and so what's really interesting um so I think it was about I was about eight weeks into the modified paleo so really all it was is I was just eating cheese and that was the only modification Mm -hmm. um and so he finally decided um and he was so he is 6'2", and he was 
uh, I believe about 260 pounds at this point. And um, I think by definition, he would have been considered overweight. Even wow. though. So, um, so I think, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I had, I probably had been in his ear a lot about, hey, you should eat this way. Oh, and by the oh, way, okay. let me say this real quick. Stacy and Ben look like Ken and Barbie, okay? So anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> in my eyes, you guys do. Um, so he, uh, he, I don't know if it's because I was, you know, kind of nagging him about eating that way or if he started to notice some changes. I, I noticed, you know, I had, this was postpartum, uh, about nine months postpartum, I was having improvements in my, not only my weight, but also in my skin, in my hormones. Um, and so he finally got on board. And the first thing that we realized was that the milk He kept eating cheese, but the milk was causing him not to, it's very weird. The milk wasn't causing him to wheeze. The milk was causing him the inflammation and he was reacting to seasonal allergies because of the dairy. Wow. Um, And so when he stopped drinking the milk, he, um, because he would still eat cheese. So there, it wasn't a, it wasn't a dairy thing. It was specifically the milk. He no longer had seasonal allergies. He wasn't wheezing. He never had. Um, he the other thing he would complain about a lot was his nose would just be seriously just he would just itch like he said it would just felt super irritated and itchy. All of that went away. So it was really really weird and interesting at the same time. And so um, yeah. So like you're saying with the milk, milk is just um, I don't know. You know, it's one of those. One of those things that I think are are we supposed to drink that? Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I look at you know people people like to use that God created um, God created so many things, you know. But I also say, well, God also created the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that we were not supposed to eat. And so, what else are <laughs> well, well, some things were cursed? Yeah. I mean, the ground was cursed. We have some right. so, some things are poisonous, and then some things aren't. <laughs> In fact, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's so I just wonder, you know, there's, I don't know that, you know, that's true for everyone, you know, maybe yeah, exactly. I don't really think I have a dairy reaction with milk, but I also, he was drinking about a gallon of milk a week. So mm-hmm. um, it was a lot. And wow. so, I mean, it just was interesting though. It wasn't really the dairy per se that it was, it was the milk that was inflaming mm-hmm. it was just bizarre but i was an inflame, inflammation so thing wow with what you're saying you know you could have a a dairy you know sensitivity and mm-hmm. and that might be something that just it one not, little thing that it can may change not, my whole life <laughs> may not be your coffee it might just be the dairy you know i don't know so mm-hmm. i'm i'm such a uh, um an advocate for elimination diet mm-hmm. because um number one they're not permanent Number two, um, you get a true read on your body. We, you mentioned this a little while ago that um, people are living and with these these pains and these just these ailments and and they don't realize that that's not what they're supposed to feel like. And mm-hmm. with the elimination diet, you know, you remove a lot of these major um, allergens from your body. You know, from your diet. I'm sorry. And so um, you take away like grains or gluten or sugar mm-hmm. and dairy and, you know, all the things. And you, what you do is you start, your body starts to 
regulate a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then what you do is you can start introducing one by one, introducing these, these things back into your diet. And you will notice what your body reacts to because when Mm -hmm. you go without it for, let's say a month, 30 days or something, um, you'll start to notice what, oh, wow, I am really bloated after having that block of cheese or whatever. Or or I'm really bloated after having that piece of bread. And when you say bloated for a woman, when when you're in your 40s, yes, and when you look pregnant in your 40s, that's bloated. I call it, I call it my dairy baby. Or um, I don't get, I really actually, it's, it's not really there. I, I really get more of a, um, a, a, a wheat baby, a gluten baby. Oh no, I have a cow. I actually have a cow when it comes to the dairy. See, I know what actually what I am allergic to, um, or I should say sensitivity to. I have dairy sensitivity. I have gluten sensitivity as well as um coffee sensitivity and sugar sensitivity so those four things I seriously should not and and it's just for me um I get lazy and instead of finding a replacement that I can enjoy because everybody has to have something they enjoy really yeah um I just um I need to just get back on track in finding something that I do enjoy but you know when someone else is in the house and they're you know having a nice smelly pot of coffee I'm like ah okay forget it and then it all goes out the window but I do love talking about stuff like this because it it does encourage me to um to do things that to find ways uh to change my habits and 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 it doesn't feel so uh demanding or stressful to take those baby steps and one thing I wanted to do is I wanted you to let you know that we're going to have a disclaimer at the beginning that we're not doctors and then right. <laughs> um yes. I'm going to put that uh, at the beginning but I also wanted to ask you to um pray for anyone out there that gets to listen to this and um just pray for them if they're struggling in any way shape or form whether that be spiritually uh, maybe they're in a toxic relationship that's causing them you know, to, and it's coming out of their body. You could, they could see that they're, um, what would you call that? It's just evident through like, maybe they might have heart palpitations or whatever. I've had that before. Um, just stress. (laughs) And so, um, and, and maybe pray for, you know, uh, just that there would, I don't know, whatever God puts on your heart, if you want to close us in prayer. And I also wanted to thank you so much just for coming on this show, the episode thank you. Um, <laughs> on nutrition and holistic nutrition and what that's about and just for sharing your testimony. Um, and just, I love you. You're my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're my cousin. Right. (laughs) And so, um, but let's close out in prayer and then, um, and then we'll say goodbye to our, um, our listeners. Yeah. So heavenly father, thank you so much for this time that you have, uh, blessed Jeanette and I with and her listeners. Um, Thank you so much for all this wisdom you have imparted on on myself and and Jeanette. And um, I just pray, Lord, that you would um, bless this podcast, first of all, and and, um, continue to give Jeanette uh, just interesting people to talk to. 
to where you can be glorified, Lord, through mm-hmm. all of this. Um, but I just really want to speak to those, Lord, um, who are listening. And I just ask God that you would fill them with encouragement, um, give them, let them use what they've heard as um, a way to um, better their lives and uh, that you have blessed them with and just um, give them uh, just, just give them hope, Lord, that you have, you have something better for them. You know, you have a, you want us to be healthy. You want us to be spiritually healthy. Um, and I just ask God that you would just uh, impart this wisdom too on them and, and help them to uh, use this to just really improve their quality of life, Lord, um, and that you would be glorified in their lives. Um, and I just ask that if anyone is listening, Lord, that you would just, um, just remind them, God, of, of, of that we are your creation and that help help them and help us all always to honor honor what you have given us and um i just want to pray this all in your name jesus amen thank you for listening to this week's episode see you next monday on the oh my geekers podcast